Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. I'm Dr. Emily, and on today's show, I'm giving you all the specific sex hacks you need in order to have amazing multiple orgasms. Plus, I'm answering your sex, dating, and relationship questions. Topics include what it takes for both men and women to have multiple orgasms, either with your partner or alone, how to move past the constant fear of being slut-shamed after one-night stands and actually enjoy the sex that you're having. Ways you can ease your new girlfriend into the idea of wearing and using a strap-on for the first time. And what it means when someone ghosts you and how to leave it in the past. All this and more. Thanks for listening. Anyone in a relationship should communicate more. But one of the most important things you should absolutely be talking about is using more lube in the bedroom. You know I'm all about lube. That's why I want to tell you guys about Pure Lube. Because, okay, it is seriously next level. I've been obsessed with this brand for years. I'm a huge fan, which is why I'm so excited to be working with them. They have a ton of different formulas that are great for either exploring a new toy and making sure time with your partner is just that much more pleasurable. Pure's original formula lets you feel much more touch and sensation. It even works great as a massage gel or check out their aqua water-based lube, which is super moisturizing and gets completely absorbed into your skin, leaving you feeling so silky and smooth. It's just, you love it. You don't have to wash it off. It's not like sticky. But the best part, they're products all use medical grade ingredients and are completely hypoallergenic. So get that conversation started and bring pure lube into the bedroom. To try pure for yourself, go to sexwithemily.com slash pure. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash P-J-U-R today. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. You got a boyfriend? Because my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean? Like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. You know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, check out sexwithemily.com. You can also find uh, us on all social media. It's at Sex with Emily across the board. All right, guys. Hope you enjoy the show. We have your sex hack homework, and that that is multiple orgasms. Yes. At least try it out. Even if you aren't sure, you can do it yet. Yeah. Sorry, I was excited. No, good, good. You should be. be Jamie, I believe that you had your first multiple orgasm working, yes. not in the office, but here, that would have been working awkward. here. I think, no, you yeah, a lot of us me. here, I mean, right? You think it's impossible. You're like, I only have one, I'm done. But one and done. No, you can, it's a skill and you can learn how to do it. And we're talking about men too. Not as easy for men. I, we'll, we'll explain that in a minute, but why not? Like, we don't even have a refractory period. Men have a refractory period. Women, we can keep going and going and going. Like, your first orgasm is just your first orgasm. That can open up a whole new world to sexual pleasure that you don't even know exists. So once you have the first one, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's just it. Like, I'm like that now. I'm like, I don't just have one ever. I'm like, same. I will have five four like how much time I have you're counting this down. morning I had two four, three. <laughs> um I was busy so um okay so here's some women here's some tips for women we will get to men right As yes. the men will, okay so if you're going for multiples don't rush it just know that you're in for some time so while you're having yourself aroused you can so once you're turning on like once you're turning yourself on you can kind of wait and tease yourself 
keep breathing, like breathe, you know, deep into like, cause the more we breathe deep into our pelvic floor, when we're like even masturbating, it, it circulates your sexual energy and it will also help with arousal. So breathing deep. And it's also going to help you once you have your first orgasm, you just breathe and then it can help you have more, even longer O's, more intense orgasms. So if your clitoris is, that's how you have your first one, which that's very common. If it's too sensitive um, after one orgasm to keep going, just that's okay. You can take a moment and maybe, you know, start to touch yourself in other areas of your body. You can start to touch your nipples. You can start to tease yourself, your inner thighs. Definitely like use some lube because that feels amazing, you guys. Lube feels so great on all those nerve endings. You can just go to your labia. Like I feel like a lot of women just stop with their clitoris. Like they're either internal or they go to their clitoris, but they don't think of how the sen- the labia is really sensitive. Mm-hmm. So like keep yourself turned on while your clitoris is just kind of taking a little break. Yeah, I, I honestly only started exploring my labia as of like the last maybe like four or five months. Oh, okay. And, and it, it's it feels great. Like yeah. it really does. You Because you, cause you're just taught that's the pleasure center. And I'm very much like, I'm going for it. Right, right. Exactly. I'm not going to mess around anywhere else. That's where all the magic but is. No, it feels 8, really nerve endings, But that's the clitoral legs is behind the labia. Yes. So there's legs there. But they're not creepy legs. They're like, it sounds weird to say, like, your clitoris is gonna get up and <laughs> like walk spider around. Spider legs. Yeah. So play with your labia. And then also, you guys, do your kegels when you do them in the middle of sex. You think you got your clitoris walking away? Yes. Come back here, clitoris. It's like a cartoon run, running away. Like the French clitoris at some point. Can it stole. walk into a guy's hand so oh. he actually knows what it is? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Here's a map. Here's my clitoris. I'm sorry. Um, no, it's true, you guys. People don't know. They don't know where it is. So it helps to work your Kegel muscles. So those are the ones that are responsible for orgasms. So you can start kind of tensing and relaxing those muscles, like kind of pumping them. And those are the ones, again, that are responsible for orgasm or when you're stopping your flow of urine. Like when you want to stop peeing, like someone's like, you just, those are the muscles. Tense and relax. And that brings more blood flow to that area. And then the deeper sensations, um, We'll, we'll build there. And then you guys keep an open mind. If you think you can't, believe me, you probably can. We've had good success here at this, at this company, in this office, and from our listeners. You've all said, oh my God, it's happened. And So just be patient. And I believe that it's possible for most women to have it. And we also have some great blogs on our site to accompany multiple orgasms. Because mm-hmm. we have to go into the men now. Here's the thing, guys. Your ejaculation does not uh, equal orgasm. So I know like it doesn't have to, you can, you can orgasm without ejaculation. This is not as easy for men as it is for women. So I'm just being honest with you. This is not for everyone. It takes a lot of practice, but I know that men do this. I've been with men who can have multiple orgasms without ejaculation and it's pretty awesome. So doing your Kegels are important for men too, because again, you're strengthening your pelvic floor. So it helps you with orgasmic strength and helps you get more ejaculatory control. I have an iPhone app called Kegel Camp and you can download it wherever you, well, it's only an iTunes, uh, phones, iPhones. Mm-hmm. Okay, use your prostate. Now listen, if you stimulate your prostate, that's also going to help you have another orgasm. It's not relying on your erection. You can have one or two of those, have an orgasm from your penis, feel amazing. Um, edging. Now the place that you would start is learning to edge where you're, where you're building yourself up to learn more ejaculatory control. So when you're about to go over an orgasm, you kind of bring yourself down like right before and you're just edging. And when you start to edge, you can realize that you can start to, um, experience 
orgasm without actually having the without ejaculation, but that can take a while. Now, there's also something um, that's more of like a Taoist practice. The men that I know do this. It's called um, essentially ejaculation without orgasm, but it's um, the ways that you do it are essentially that you will breathe deep into your. It's like a non-ejaculative orgasm. It feels different than regular orgasms, but you really just want to breathe in your pleasure like you don't before you're about to ejaculate when I'm telling you to edge before you're about to go over you just breathe it in and eventually you can start to breathe in that orgasm through your body where it's circulating the energy from back to front going back up that's kind of the the Taoist practice Mm. of circling it now it's not that easy for men but it's a practice so your homework if you choose to accept it is to just play with your orgasms this weekend yeah see if you can have two see if you can have three um, I think it is uh, possible. Use a toy. Mm-hmm. That helps. Um, you can have control. You can, And this is also how a lot of men, if you come before you want to, edging is a great practice for you to figure out um, when you're about to orgasm so you know when it's going to happen and then you learn how to tense those muscles so you don't blow your load before you want to. Exactly. I actually, I've only been with one person that's capable of, of that. And? And it's crazy because you can go forever. Yeah, you literally can. It's anything is possible with sex, you guys. That's why this is so amazing that I get to talk to you guys every night, uh, 10 hours a week. It's like we've not even scratched the surface. Most of us have not even experienced what we can when it comes to our sexual pleasure. I just, I didn't even know multiple orgasms was a thing until we did that podcast when I was just a uh, part-time here. Yep. It was called Four Women, Four Orgasms when Lori and Madison worked with us. Yes. And we each had different orgasm stories that we talked about. Yeah. I think you just used a touch or some toy you had taken home. Maybe you had your multiples. I don't remember. I remember the story. Yeah. No, I had I had used the, the rave, oh, actually. Because I used it as oh. a clitoral and then used it internally because it's like... It's just amazing. It's amazing. The rave. It's a good G-spot GPS, as we call it. So, yeah, you guys go. Because the clitoral is is the, is great, but if you go inside, there's also some magic in there. Some G-spot action. There's lots of magic. There's lots of magic to happen with your orgasms, everyone. So, okay, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get into your calls. There's nothing quite like the feeling of taking your bra off after a long day. It's just so freeing. I mean, usually, you guys, to be honest, there's like wires poking at you. You're fixing like there's a tag that's still in it and you're constantly adjusting yourself. Straps are falling off. It's like a whole thing. Well, Third Love makes the most comfortable bras I've ever tried, which makes sense because the founder created the company because she had all the same problems most of us have when it comes to bras. So she's like, let's make this a whole lot easier. And she did. For starters, check this. Third Love bras are available in 70 sizes. 70. That's twice what most major brands offer. You know what else they have? Half sizes. I know, right? Take a moment for that to sink in. And to make it easy to find your fit, they have a super fun online quiz that accounts for your size and your shape. I tried it and in just 60 seconds, I knew exactly what to order. And now they introduced all new cotton t-shirts and bras and underwear. It took two years to perfect the cotton collection. And the result... So good. It's like incredibly soft, smooth, and breathable bras and underwear you want to wear every single day. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, and so they're offering you, my listeners, 
15% off your first order. Seriously, guys, this is like a no-brainer. I wear mine every day. Jamie wears her every day. To order your favorite new bra, go to thirdlove.com slash Emily and get 15% off your first purchase. That's T-H-I-R-D-L-O-V-E dot com slash Emily to save 15% today. Let me tell you about Lioness, the world's most advanced rabbit vibrator and the first sex toy that somehow gives you more information than even I can offer, you know, without actually being inside your brain. Lioness uses built-in sensors and an intuitive mobile app to let you actually visualize your arousal and orgasms. So what does that mean? You just use Lioness like any other vibrator and then you just check the results on your phone. So pretty soon what happens is you're going to understand how your body responds how you orgasm, and then you can make every climax much stronger and even more enjoyable. How cool is that? Of course, Lioness isn't just about the tech, it's also a killer vibrator. It's made from medical-grade silicone, has the strongest, quietest motor of its size. Lioness was designed by a woman-led team that spent years and years, I've been hearing about it for years and years, so I know it's been years. They spent years developing it just so you can have better orgasms. To learn more about Lioness and your orgasms, head over to sexwithemily.com slash lioness. That's sexwithemily.com slash L-I-O-N-E-S-S today. I am so excited to let you know you can now hear Sex with Emily live five days a week on Sirius XM Radio. You'll find me in Stars Channel 109, Monday through Friday at 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. But don't worry, the podcast is staying right here. My brand new radio show will have everything you love about Sex with Emily and more because every day I'll be interviewing guests, sharing the latest news, and my favorite part, taking your calls live on the air two hours every weekday. If you're a SiriusXM subscriber, you already know how great it is. If you never tried it, get a free trial for 30 days. Just go to sexwithemily.com SXM. That's sexwithemily.com SXM today to try SiriusXM for yourself. See you there. Alrighty, we did get this email in today. Okay. Uh, that I thought you could touch upon, Emily. Yes. All right, this came from Katie, who's 20 in Florida. Hi, Emily. I've been a very sexual person always. I know, I've been known to have a one-night stand and uh, friends with benefit relationships. I like to be unattached from my sex partners and have flings, but my only problem is this feeling of guilt I always have. I don't feel as though I've disrespected my body, but I'm in constant fear of being slut-shamed and it stopped me from enjoying sex. I know slut shaming is a big topic right now and I'm a huge feminist, but I need advice on how to deal with being judged by others. I typically don't care what people think, but this is one area in my life that I can't seem to not feel insecure about. Thank you so much. Your podcast has helped me grow. I'm forever thankful for all the sex positive female warriors out there normalizing female desire and sex positivity. Oh, thank you, Katie. Well, we your email just jumped to the top this weekend. We read this and we're like, we got to get in there and help Katie. So I'm so glad that this podcast and listening to the show has helped you. And I think you're right where you need to be. Okay, so you're 20 years old. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing about guilt and sex. It is pervasive. There are so many of us who feel guilt and we feel shame and we feel like what we're doing it, right after we have sex, we feel bad about it. And and I think I think we have to remember is that guilt, guilt comes from a few different sources. Typically, it's some kind of your cultural upbringing, let's say, or re- cultural slash religious upbringing and that sex was wrong or shameful or you, you, know, you shouldn't have sex out of wedlock. Maybe you went somewhere where you kept hearing this message over and over again. Maybe it was a relative. Maybe you read it once. But things get locked into our brain, especially when if we don't have any messages about sex, but all we get is don't have sex. 
till you're married or mm-hmm. don't don't have sex, you're going to get pregnant. And so some of us are just, we just, we're just set up for failure when it comes to having sex. We constantly walk around feeling like guilty and shame. And maybe you've also internalized this message into a place where it sounds like you can't even really enjoy the sex you're having. So, and guilt is tricky and it's not even emotion. Like guilt is kind of a tr- tricky bastard. Yeah. bastard. Cause like when they show you those like facial things, like it's not even on there. Like guilt, it's not even like a happy, sad, angry, like guilt is just sort of this, emotion adjacent You're so thing, right. but it's not real. It's like just kind of, it's, it's, it's one of those, it's like if our self inner critic had an emotion, it would be guilt on the X word. It would be like mm-hmm. guilt, but it's not really, it doesn't really count. So this is where working on your self-esteem, your confidence and understanding of whatever voices on, are in your head are super important for you right now, Katie, because it's like, I love the, on the one hand you're saying you can have a one night stand and friends with benefits and, and be unattached to your sex partners which sounds very self-assured and like you, you, you're feeling like you're getting what you want out of sex, but then you still feel this guilt and shame. Now, I'm, I'm wondering if you feel like, um, uh, that I don't even know here if you've been slut shamed yet, just the fear of slut shaming because it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess it is. I think it's less and less around than it used to be. I feel like we, um, I feel like we used to, I don't know. I was thinking about when um, when I was younger, I feel like when I was in high school and college, there was a certain thing about you should not, you know, keep your numbers down. Shouldn't sleep with any, as many people as, you know, don't ever tell anyone how many people you slept with or just keep the numbers down. Don't look like you know what you want in bed because people, you know, men will judge you that sex was more about men's, mm-hmm. men's pleasure than our own pleasure. And then there's like an assumption, right, that if you're promiscuous – that you know, if you know thing, you know that you're going to be such shamed right away. So I feel like, I feel like, um, for you, that Katie, um, she's just like super in her head. That you're in your head about it, yeah. And I just feel like, and also she's 20, so I don't care what people think. But this is one area where I do care. Well, this area extends to other places. I'm it sure does. if you look at it, you can think you don't want people to be mad at you. You don't want people to be talking, you know, badly about you for something. And I feel like it's something to reconcile. My main point I want to make is that you guys have to remember, I think the way to do away with slut shaming in general is just for women, not to slut shame other women, first of all. Mm-hmm. I think that it might be a more of a younger woman's game to slut shame and be like, oh, well, she did this or she did that. But then, you know, men pick up on it too. And I think it's sort of been this common norm, but men don't get shamed. Men are like, oh, he's kind of a player but they don't get slut shamed. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that what I would love you to work on Katie is what I haven't heard in here and what I hope you I hope that you are actually enjoying the sex and having what you want when you're with these men and asking for what you need in bed and having pleasure and having orgasms because to me if you actually go in as a as a feminist and a sex positive person when women start really taking charge of their sex life and really even if it's a casual sex thing saying I'm going to get on top I want my orgasm. I'm not giving you a blowjob unless you go down on me. Like, unless it's really fair and you feel like you are having pleasure and it's not just going in there to have sex because you're just like, I don't give a shit. Katie, this is your voice. I don't care. I'm 20. (laughs) I can do whatever I want. I'm just going to have sex with guys and I don't care what people think. Well, not really until they shame me. But I'm just wondering if you slow all that down, is this really quality sex? Is it, Mm. is it satisfying sex? Is it just to say I've done it to go against maybe this whole thing around shame? So it's all more connected than you think. Like in your, in your, in your, um, maybe in an act to rebel, you might just be out checking off the boxes of having sex, but not really having the great sex. 
the pleasurable sex, which is the process at 20. You're still learning. We're all still learning, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you guys, I would love to know what you guys think about this. Have you been slut-shamed? What do you do about it? Can we turn it around? Can we just not even talk about women in this way? Like, can we like celebrate women for this, for women for knowing their bodies and knowing what they want and having great sex? Like, yeah, I had sex last night and it was amazing. You know, it was, I had an orgasm, I had this or that, like just kind of cowering and feeling bad. I just think is passe. 888-947-8277. Yeah. So I was saying when I was younger, I felt like this, that was just the norm that if I, I had one boyfriend every year in college and I thought, I remember thinking to myself one night I was going to hook up with a guy It was in between boyfriends and I thought this was my mentality for a while. I mm-hmm. thought and this is my early 20s and in college I thought, well, I never want to have sex with a guy randomly because I don't want him to have the power to say, well, I had sex with Emily and da, da, da. And I'm like, I thought he would be talking about me and I thought like it was his win, not mine. I didn't realize it was my mm. win that I could be, I could choose to have sex and it'd be awesome and go tell all my friends. So that, and that was just more pervasive than I believe, but clearly it still goes on. It's just like on The Bachelorette. Oh my gosh, this just yes. Happened. Are you guys watching The Bachelorette? You know that I've been into it lately for the first time. I'm so glad about that. I know. Kristen has <laughs> like really been pushing it, which I'm glad that she did though. Exactly. So Hannah B is the bachelorette. She got to this point right now where she was, for whatever reason, still into this guy, Luke P, who was kind of borderline. He was manipulating he was her manipulated. the whole He was a douche. Yes. He was a douchebag. And he was super manipulative and he was like super like religious shaming her and just shaming her. And finally this one scene that she takes him to the fantasy suites or the last dates. Right? This, is that it, what was it was right before right fantasy, before fantasy suites. suites. Like he she thought, could take she him She could have had it. sex with him. And he's like, well, I just want you to know that if you had sex with someone else, like I'm not okay with that. And she was like, what? Like I, and she tells him and he's like, well, and she's like, he's like, well, that's not okay. And she's like, you're shaming me. She's like, but Jesus still loves me. Like I can still have sex. And Jesus is fine with it. So it's a whole thing. And now everyone's shaming her all over Twitter. Yeah. All over women the world. and men. Yeah. And no one ever brought it up to the guys at all. No one ever said to the guys who were sleeping with women on The Bachelorette, like, you go, this is a problem. But the women are always, I feel like the women are the ones who are always wrong for being sexual beings. We're like, you're wrong. Women shouldn't be overly sexual. Women should be saving it. Women should be more careful. If women are having safe, consensual sex, if they're choosing and they're like listening to this show and they're understanding what they want. I think there are no problems with that. And I just think that we have to stop all the shaming and the blaming. Yeah. I had someone tell me before to explain this because I was like, why is it? Why is there such a double standard on this? And it was, he was like, well, if you think about it like a lock and a key, it's like a good key is going to open a lot of locks, but a shitty lock is going to be opened by a lot of keys. And I was like, that is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Like women, like she's opening up. I was like, that's that the worst thing I've think ever that. heard in my life. Dude, you go, yeah. Mm-hmm. We have Jeff, who's 31 in New Jersey. He wants to know how he can ease his new girlfriend into the idea of wearing a strap-on. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Welcome. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for calling. Okay. How are you? Did you, did you like that wordplay with a little ease on in? <laughs> yeah, ease it on in, baby. I loved it. I love everything about this. Tell me more. How long have you guys been together? Okay. So we've been dating about five months. Mm-hmm. She's great. Um, you know, I love her to death. Beautiful, smart, and tell, like the, the whole nine yards, but not very adventurous uh, in bed. And again, five months is, you know, I don't know if it's long or short. It's, 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 it's about time to talk about what you guys want in the bedroom. 
Yeah, and I kind of hinted at it, and yeah, and, and it was almost like uh, you know a no go. Like I tried to like guide the finger there, you know, and it gets pushed away. Yeah. So I don't really, I don't know if this is like, um, <laughs> you know, a deal breaker or not. Yeah. Well. Um, so okay, here's the thing, Jeff. So you're 31 years old. Is she your age as well? She's 28. Okay. So here's the thing. You've been together five months. You know, I think you have to have the conversation about sex outside the bedroom. Because if you're telling me she's not that adventurous, it's not that likely that she would be into you leading her her finger towards your ass because she's... <laughs> and, and and it's... <laughs> he loved it. Jeff, see, everyone's yelling at me for laughing, but I just think butt stuff is funny butt in general. Butt stuff is funny. People love No butt judgment. Stuff. I just yeah. like think it's funny. Yeah, it is funny. Thank you. But, but Jeff, I think it's kind of like outside the bedroom. You could say, you know what? I'm so into you. I think you're hot. I love the sex that we're having. And I'd love to be such an amazing lover to you. So I want to know, would you be open to figuring out together what we could do to to really turn you on take our sex life you know to the next take your orgasm to yeah. the next level like make it about her pleasure make it about all that and then we can kind of like ease into and this is what i would like but i think the more that you open her up and she starts to feel safe with you and the only reason she's not adventurous is because a she probably has some judgments around sex and being adventurous it could be her religion or something happened to her or her friends are judging we don't know but she's not opening up yet. Yeah. or you know th that's probably it or it could just be that you know she literally hasn't had enough experience on the planet so she doesn't even know what it, what's on the menu to be adventurous so it's a matter okay, like you're I, gonna have to be an educator question? can i ask another question okay jeff I'm sorry. so so like for, for, at your, at, you know when you guys i don't know how old you are but like when you were younger and stuff like that was that something you know i've, I've always dated younger women not to say that i'm looking to date somebody 10 years older but like you think is, is it an age thing like is you, you know the women or she may be still figuring that stuff out at this point? well like, i'd love to say age? yes well definitely younger women in their 20s early you know 20s who've just you know haven't been having sex as long there's definitely a learning curve for sure but i'm telling you i have women who call me every single night in their 40s 50s their 30s who, who still have not figured it out most women are not invested in their pleasure they're not invested in their sexual health their sexual wellness and their pleasure they don't even know it so i would like to say it more skews younger but we hear from people every single day so but in this case it might be the, that she's just she's 28 years old she hasn't been in a lot of relationships and when she has she was having a straight old missionary in and out guy pounding away at her like a jackhammer we don't know but i'm assuming that might have been what's been going down with her but also i feel like a lot of men are adverse to butt stuff on themselves and so it's like a conditioning that we adapt because like there's guys that i've been with who are open about that and want that and then other guys are like very adverse to it even though they may like it if they tried it right there's a judgment around it for sure because it's like gay or whatever which yeah. isn't true yeah, no no sex acts makes you gay but she could have been like absorbing that information unconsciously as well. Yeah, exactly. Oh, she hundred percent did. Yeah. She's probably because you said she's not adventurous. She, you're hundred percent right, Stephanie. She probably has never like what no a guy wants to figure that. his butt. Is he gay? Yeah. Um, that's so weird, you know. So she probably doesn't really understand it. Every single day on the show, I'm informing people and I'm I'm giving them the information to understand that, like, yeah, a guys got a prostate. They can have killer orgasms. It does not make you gay. It just makes you smart. Fuck it up. Because <laughs> you realize, whoa, shit, I can have another kind of orgasm? Like, if I was a dude, I'd be like, sign me up all the time. So there is a big learning curve for this, Jeff, for sure. All right, we have Tess, who's 20 in New York, and she wants to know what it means when a guy ghosts. Oh, good question. Hey, Tess, thanks for calling. Hi. Hi. Okay, so what happened? Tell me, did you get ghosted? Okay, so I went on a date, three dates with this guy, and 
then we had plans to go out the night after we had been talking about going out with friends. And then the next night, my friend ended up not coming into the city, so I didn't go out. But he never texted me to, like, meet up or anything. But I didn't want to see him because I wasn't going out. And then we just haven't talked since. Right. Well, how long have you known this guy? You went out with him just once or twice? I went out with him three times. Okay. Well, technically, I guess four times. But I've known him for a month. Okay. Like, we met at a bar. Did you guys have sex? No. Okay. So, was it... Was there anything with him that he was like, hey, we should hang out again? And then he just didn't, clearly he just didn't show up? Well, so we, on Friday night, we were talking about, he was like, are you going out tonight? And I was like, yeah. And I asked him if he was, and he was like, no, I'm really tired. And he was like, oh, if you end up near me, like, you should come over. And I was like, I'm probably not going to, like, we're not in your neighborhood. And then... I was like, well, maybe we could do something tomorrow. And he was like, yeah, like I'm going to the beach, but tomorrow night could work. Okay. And then I was like, oh, my friend, like, and I might be going out. Do you have any cute friends that you can maybe bring? Like, and we could all right. go out together. Okay. And he seemed so into that idea. I got it. And he was like, yeah, definitely. Like, I'll look for a cute friend who's in the city. And then so he seemed like, really into it. Have fun tonight. Uh, okay. Well, here's the thing, Tess. Let me tell you what. I got enough information now. Guys, it doesn't matter why they ghost. Here's the thing. Everyone's ghosting now. And let me tell you, you'll never know. You'll actually, I can never tell you if it's something that you did wrong. I'm not going to tell you that it's anything about yourself because that's what we do, right? We're like, well, maybe if I had gone out with him, Tess, right? Tell me if this sounds familiar. You're like, well, if I had gone out with him last night, maybe he wouldn't have ghosted. Or maybe it was that weird emoji I texted him. Or maybe it's because I didn't have sex with him, he ghosted me. Or maybe he thinks I'm ugly. Maybe he noticed that I didn't shave my legs, right? Like we do all these things as women. We think it's us and all these things happen. But number one, you're never going to know. And number two, just know that you're 20 years old. It's probably, to be honest, it's summertime. You're in New York. He's probably meeting a bunch of other people, as you should be as well. And and I just think that things happen. Maybe he got back together with his ex. Maybe something else happened. I don't really think it has anything to do with you. But also, the sooner we can move on from these things, you knew him for a few dates, right? They say it takes half a relationship that you're with someone to get over it. So let's just be over him already. Like, let's just say, you know what? I'll never know why. I'm not, you're not going to be able to protect it in the future either, to be honest, because this thing could happen and women are ghosting just as much as men because we're so afraid of being honest. He could, right, the right thing to do, Tess, he could have been like, you know what? It was really fun hanging out with you a few days, but I actually am not feeling it right now or I got back with my girlfriend or right now I'm not looking for a relationship, but he doesn't have the language yet. I'm teaching people twice your age right now to say these things, Tess. So just know, I know that what I want for you, Tess, is not to beat yourself up. Don't even let this 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 dude get into your brain patterns of who you are and what you have to offer the world because I'm telling you he's got testosterone raging it's the summertime I'm sure he's into you and I'm sure there's lots of other things going on so I wouldn't worry about why he ghosted I would just worry about getting you out there again and not spending as much time in the past with this guy but moving forward and meeting new people how does that sound Tess perfect Okay, good. Helpful. All right, Thank Tess. You. You're so Thank welcome. You Thanks better. for calling. Oh, I'm so glad. You deserve it, girl. He's gone right now. Dead to you. I mean, it's true. The easier we just move past these things. I know it's harder when you break up with someone, you're with them for a while, but I've had these conversations, Tess, with women of all ages and men. Why'd he ghost? Why didn't he call? We're still I had a friend a few months ago 
And I was out there. I think she's my, maybe she's 40. And we're in the car. We're driving to a party. And we're probably in the car for like a half hour. And you know me, I'm like tuning in, tuning out. It was like a long story. And finally, I was like, wait, wait, back up. Is this the guy, the same guy? Wait, you went out with him what? She goes, no, we just went out once. And I was like, when? And she was like, it was three months ago. And she has this whole drama oh about a guy she went out with once three months ago that took 25 minutes of the car ride to explain to me, like, he should already be gone. Like, we don't know what happened. He's gone. Move on, you guys. Move on from these people. It doesn't matter. They're not the ones. When people show you who, are, who they are, believe them. They disappeared. They didn't treat you well. Believe that that's how they're going to treat you in the future as well. They did you a favor. All right. We have Clarissa, 45 in California, and wants to know how to leave her relationship, but she can't stop having sex with them. <sighs> hey, Clarissa, I get it. What's going on? Hi, Emily. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Of course. So, in the in the realm of exes, too. So, I am having an affair okay. with an ex, but I am married. I have two toddler children. I'm gearing up to ask for a divorce from my current, from my spouse, but. I'm not having sex with the ex, but I can't stop having sex with my wife. With your wife? How do I? Yes, I keep having sex with my wife. Okay. So your ex, wait, I don't know. So you're leaving your wife. I want to leave my wife. Okay. Yes, to go to my, go with my ex. Got it. And your so ex, I keep, right. I can't, I can't keep, yeah, and I can't stop having sex with my spouse. So then why do you want to leave your, why are you leaving, why are you leaving your spouse? Because she's just not my person. Well, how do you, how long have you been together? Uh, six years. Okay. And you think your ex is the person? I know she is. I knew her before she wasn't ready, and so I said, forget it, and I left her and hooked up with my spouse. Okay. And so, and does your spouse have any idea that you're going to be leaving? No. Okay. She's going to be totally surprised. Yeah. I'm, I'm in therapy. Okay. I practice. I, 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 I just don't know what to do. It's like... The sex is just good, but that's all we really have other than co-parenting between right. us. Yeah. Well, She's just not my person. I got it. And you guys have worked on the rela- you've worked on the relationship with her. You've had therapy and you've worked. I tried to do couples therapy like three years ago after I had my, my youngest. And we went to a couple sessions because I asked for a divorce then. And everybody said, no, you don't, you're having postpartum depression. So don't break up your family. Just give it some more time. And Mm -hmm. I did that. But it was to the point where she was saying she doesn't need couples therapy, that she doesn't have a problem, that it's me. Mm, So couples therapy did not work very well for us. Got it. Okay. And you went a few times. So, so if you're not having sex with your ex though, I just want to make sure, are you leaving your spouse for your ex? You just know that you want to leave your spouse, even if your ex wasn't involved. I want to leave my spouse even if my ex is okay. not involved. Okay. So then when, so I think it's, you got to do that sooner than later. You got to cut it. I know it's not easy. Yeah. So you asking me for advice, how, or you're just letting me know? Because I feel like the longer you drag it out, you know, obviously the, 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 the harder it's going to be. And what are you waiting for? Well, one of the reasons I needed to wait so that I didn't tell her in front of the kids. Yeah. Okay. 
That makes sense. So I, I have the perfect opportunity coming up this week where the kids won't be around. Okay. Yeah, this is going to be hot. You know, this is going not going to be easy. And you're certain. That's why I asked about therapy, because I do believe, even though it sounds like you went once or twice, it didn't work. I just think that couples need to commit to therapy for a few months going every single week. And then they kind of know a little bit more. But if you're ready to do it, then I think you got to do it and stop having sex and, and, you know, make it. You're doing her a favor as well. Even though it's going to be hard? But how do I tell her? That's the thing. I've never broken up with anybody Oh, before. okay. That's your question. Well, honestly, I think that, yeah. I think you just, I don't think that you necessarily have to mention the ex right now unless you feel you know your situation better. But I think just that we are, that I want to co-parent with you, but I feel like we're, we're I'm no longer in love with you in that way. And, and here's why. I mean, I think this is something you really have to work out maybe with your therapist too. like have it all planned out or have it written down. Yeah. This is the kind of thing I'd want to have, have it. it. I have it. I have some things written down. I would practice. I would. This is the kind of thing you yeah. want to get it right. And you want to be truthful. And I think if she asks, is there somebody else? Then I think you got to be honest. So, um, but I would just practice it. And I think just be strong and make and make sure certain that you, it sounds like you're really ready. And so I think you got to do it. What are you waiting for? Just practice and, and, All right, and do, I it. Will do it. Do it. Okay. All right. Keep me posted. Thanks Thank for you calling. So much, Emily. You're so welcome. All right, guys, business with Emily. Find me Monday through Fridays, 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific on Sirius XM Stars 109. It's a good time. You guys can even call in with your questions. Even if you don't have Sirius XM, it's 888-947-8277. Want a free 30-day trial? Go to sexwithemily.com slash SXM. Ooh, and I know you're all shopping for the holidays now. I've got the best gift ever. It is the Sex with Emily Vesper. It's an elegant vibrator that you wear as a necklace. It is pretty cool. I wear it every single day. You can check it out. I've been talking about this for a while, but now I have my own. It's a super strong USB rechargeable, comes engraved. Pick one of the three limited edition phrases, I come first, turn me on, or meditate masturbate manifest go to sexwithemily.com slash vesper also one last thing it's really helpful if you would rate us wherever you listen give us five stars leave us a review on itunes um that totally helps us and helps the show and i appreciate you all thank you for listening and being vulnerable and sending your questions and building a really strong community here so i love you all and thanks to my team ken Kristen, Elisa, Michelle, producer Jamie, and Michael. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. If you've learned anything from me and from listening to this show, variety is the spice your sex life needs. So that's where I come in. But I know it can be overwhelming because I talk about so many toys and products and tips all the time that knowing where to start isn't easy. So I'm excited because I've teamed up with Good Vibrations to bring you my all-new subscription box that has a selection of products I handpicked just for you. So every quarter, I'll send you a new collection to keep things fresh. This month, it's my winter warm-up collection featuring a fun selection of goodies that will definitely keep you busy this winter. You'll get a massage candle, warming lip gloss, which is fun for oral too, P.S., some super fun bondage tape. I love bondage tape. If you haven't tried it, oh my God. And an awesome rabbit vibe with lube. There's even a little greeting card you can leave behind for your partner to let them know you're ready for action. Once you sign up, we'll send you your first box and it's all a really good deal. You'll save up to $50 compared to buying everything separately. Plus, you know you won't get anything that I haven't tried, tested, and isn't at the top of my personal list. To get started, just go to sexwithemily.com slash box. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash B-O-X to start your subscription today.